Welcome to the His Light and Life podcast with your host, Mark, who will be your guide to enhance, deepen, and enrich your Christian life. To turn your focus away from just getting by to walking with God in His light and life. Welcome back to His Light and Life. Today's Today we're going to get into some of the fun stuff. Over the last few podcasts, I've sort of laid a bit of a foundation. I wanted to lay that foundation um, just so you can kind of know where, where I'm coming from. And today, so back back a few podcasts ago, though, I did I did share about the man in the boat. And um, you remember the story. Fish is caught by the man in the boat and goes, escapes and gets back into the water and tells all his friends and science community, etc., etc., and they all think that he's crazy. And um, <clears throat> today I want to talk about describing a little bit about that man in the boat because the man in the boat is God, obviously, but there's two aspects of God that are, whenever you share the gospel, if you can, if you can, I've always found if I can include these two points, um, one of them deals more with the scientific side and the other one deals more with the spiritual or the religious side. And what I mean by that, and we'll talk about that one next time. This time I'm going to talk about more of the scientific side. I've shared lots of times with, um, with non-believers and, and what you're always going to find is the idea of proof of God. So you'll hear the term, you know, I follow science or I'm a person of science. It almost, it comes up almost immediately. And it's sort of, it's sort of put up like a banner, you know, that the idea that um, Christianity is an ancient religion. It belongs to a time when we didn't understand the world and we certainly didn't understand the outer space and the planets and all, and, you know, and definitely chemistry and biomechanics and engineering and all of the things man has made. I mean, the Bible says in Jeremiah, in the last days, man will make great gains. Knowledge will increase. And we've made great gains. What we know is the idea of, of in the scientific community, man is basically trying to solve his own problems. He's trying to work his way out of the fall. He's trying to fix his own dilemmas. Every area of the medical community is an idea. Always behind these ideas is is Adam, the nature of Adam, trying to fix the dilemma of a fallen world. I remember um, <clears throat> it's a great Dr. Drummond talks about it, where the idea is that we tend to believe that life is, you know, because we know this world's fallen and we tend, but the non-believer tends to think that, and many Christians, unfortunately, believe that life is the natural state of being on this earth, that life's the norm and death is this villainous, unwanted guest, like a stalking butler that just sort of follows you around and waiting for an opportunity to end you. And we look at 
the idea of, you know, that death is somehow this intruder at the end. But death was at the beginning. See, life is the exception on this earth. The fall was so cataclysmic. I mean, God himself said that the earth is cursed on account of thee. When Adam rebelled against God, he cut himself off from that flow of life. And everything that he was a steward over collapsed. Now, it was an instant. And there's where, where, where we, we can get confused. Because God said on the day that you eat, you shall surely die. But he, he didn't die that day. Not physically. He physically lived for a long time. But at that moment, he was cut off from God. And as the steward of God in the earth, everything that was below and involved and underneath him in, in the form of his stewardship was cut off from God's life too. So in the reality of it, it died. Now, a physical manifest sin, sin, the wages of sin is death. And the whole earth suffered as a result of Adam's rebellion. What we, what we don't understand, though, is that that death takes on different forms and it lasts for different amounts of time. I wrote in, um, I wrote in my book, I said, it, well, it's a, whether it's in my book or not, it doesn't matter. It's true. We often use the term that, you know, that gentleman lived for 50 years or that man, you know, died at age 80 or whatever. No, he, he, didn't, he didn't die at 80. It took 80 years for death to finally kill him. The death principle was in him at the moment of conception. So he didn't live for 80 years. He was it took 80 years for death to finish its job. You cut a rose, you know, bring in, you know, beautiful garden, go out and cut a rose and take it in your house and put it in a, in a vase of water. And it might last three days and it might last a week and a half before the obvious visible um, results of its separation from the roots become visible to your eye. But in the truest sense of the term, it died the second it was cut. Because life or death in God's economy are your separation or connection to life. And he is the only source of life. There's suke life, mental mind life, and there's bios life, biological life. And it can go for a certain amount of time without the direct intervention of God, but that is limited. And so when we think of things in this earth, we have to remember that life is the intruder after the fall. Death is the norm. Death is undefeated. Death is undefeated. All death needs to prove its victory is time. That's all it needs. For the flower, it's three days to a week and a half to prove it. Visible proof. Petals falling off on the table. For, you know, an animal, it might be nine, ten years. Death is proven. All it needed was time. And for human beings, it could be a hundred years. But there's death again. It proves it. So, 
when we when we when we talk to people and we we look at that and we say okay the person says okay so i'm a person of science then that person has basically said that they're a person who studies things in various forms of death so no matter how much we move forward no matter how much medical science improves no matter what it does all it's doing is changing the time factor two ways first it can get allow you to do more in the time that you have the automobile is an example of that it used to take how much you've only got so much time because that's all death needs so when you were in a horse and buggy or it took you so much time to go 10 miles a car it takes less time to go 10 miles washing machine so every advance what that's done is it's allowed you to use your time differently that's all it saves time so that the natural outcome of the time that you have which is death you can use more of it for yourself same thing with medical science and i'm medical science is vitally important it saved thousands and thousands of lives no it's delayed thousands and thousands of deaths that's all it can do that's all it can do and whether a person dies young or whether a person dies old the time factor that it took is the only difference the person was dead at the moment of conception so when a person tells me that they're a person of science that's what they're saying two things first of all they're saying that they're they're someone who's engaged and involved in the saving of time or and that time could be for in a form of convenience or ultimately in life but the more important aspect of it is science is always looking backwards the only way that science can be proven uh, that all science is proven is based in observation you have to observe something you can set a you know you could set a, a dime on a table and come back in a day and see what happened if there was any change but in order and and you could call that an experiment think about a, the most complex lab in the world think about some of the people right now that are in the most cutting edge on the most cutting edge discoveries all of them are engaging in experimentation that requires the passing of time once again and then in, with the passing of time you observe the outcome and then that observable outcome tells you where you're going to go forward so science when somebody says well you know let's follow the science no science always follows man man never follows science science is always behind you so when something happens let's say let's just say that there's a you know there's a very very serious disease that goes through a country well the smallpox was a good example so science science could do nothing to stop the onset of smallpox couldn't do anything for it science provided the vaccine that prevented people afterwards from getting smallpox so science is always following but the more important part of science is when you look at when you look at the way things are from an observation standpoint you have to conclude that every single thing is an effect now everything that is an effect had to have a cause so i'm sitting in a chair this chair had to be put here so this chair 
though I'm sitting on it, this chair is in effect. And that chair is on a floor, and that floor is in a house, and that house is on the ground, and that ground came from someplace. So everything that's been built on this earth has been built by taking things out of the earth or building things on top of the earth. But the earth was already here. So in reality, every single thing that is happening on planet Earth today, every single thing that's happening on planet Earth today is an effect. There's nothing here that is not an effect. So as in, order to have an, in order to have an effect, you have to have had a cause. You have to have a cause. So you say, well, okay, so if every, everything on this planet right now is an effect and it's actually all occurring on a planet, then you can say, well, the planet's the cause. Well, you're going to run into a problem there because our planet's a big ball of dirt and water. So obviously that didn't cause it. I mean, you can't tell me, you can't tell me that the microphone that I'm speaking into right now is a result of dirt and water forming something. So the earth itself is a platform. So just like this house that I'm in right now didn't form the chair that I'm sitting in and didn't develop the microphone that I'm speaking into, the house is a platform. So everything that's happening on this earth is, is happening on a platform, and that platform is earth. But we have a bigger problem because what caused the earth? So therefore, the earth had to have had a cause because it couldn't self-cause, so it, had to have, it has to be an effect. So the planet's in effect. So they say, okay, well, the planet is where? The planet's in our universe. Okay, well, there's nothing within our universe that we could point to and say that caused the other things, the things that are occurring on planet Earth in our universe. Jupiter certainly didn't build this house. Jupiter certainly didn't build the Earth. It didn't even make that platform. So obviously Jupiter is an effect. And all the planets in our solar system are in effect. And then we go beyond that and we say, okay, well, there's other solar systems. There's, I don't know, millions of them, billions of them. We don't even know. Well, they're also in effect. They're in effect. So you have to have a cause. I was talking to somebody the other day about this. And I said, you know, we were standing and we were just, I ran into somebody that I knew going into a store. And... Um, brother great brother in the lord him and i have we bump into god god puts he's about my age and god puts us we bump into each other in the most random places and he's just a lovely i just i mean i smile the second i see him we don't even we have <laughs> i mean we're we're the definition of unity in the church i guarantee it I, I have a vague idea where he goes to church. He has a vague idea about church. We don't talk doctrine. We don't talk about theories. We don't talk about the deep things of God. We don't talk about any of that stuff. We talk about Jesus. We talk about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and how awesome he is. And both of us have just been fired up with the, with the Lord Jesus Christ for an entire time that we've been saved and never pass up an opportunity to share him with somebody and let them know that God has made a way for their redemption and that is upon his cross and his shed blood. And we just have a great old time. But we were standing there and we were chit-chatting about these ideas. And, 
and and we were talking about you know because uh, just cause and effect and i just looked at and i was a there was a we were we right in front of a store we were right in front of the store and we're just standing there talking and there was a row of shopping carts and the shopping carts were pushed right up against the wall so you have one shopping cart right at the very end and there's a wall and i said to him i said okay so i mean let's look back so we have that shopping cart that shopping cart's in effect something put that shopping cart up against that wall and then something put the next one in and then something put the next one in and it was about 15 shopping carts in a row and we were standing at the end one and i said and even though whether you look at the first one way at the wall or you look at the one that we were both standing in front of i said something put both of them here right and that's the thing about cause and effect so something causes and then it's an effect something causes and then it's an effect you don't have an effect and a cause you have a cause and effect so we can we can determine very quickly that there's nothing in our universe that could have caused something. And somebody says, well, you know, I, I, I've had lots of people say, well, you know, the Big Bang, you know, there was this Big Bang. Okay, well, <laughs> think about the scale of that Big Bang and think about the effect. If there was a Big Bang, okay, then you're talking they'd had to have a bigger cause. Okay, because a Big Bang is an effect. You take a little spoon, a little nine-year-old or a little a little child, and it hits a hits a hits a bowl with a spoon. That's loud. But you can take that spoon, set it on the ground, and set the set the bowl beside it, and you can leave them there. Everything that is ne- needed for that bang, for that sound, is there. But it will never make a bang. The very word "bang" <laughs> demands a cause. Okay, the very word demands a cause. Someone says, well, there's a big bang. Well, it demands a cause. Something had to have caused that. And here's the interesting thing. When you go back and you understand to this person who believes in science that the original effect has to have something that none of the other effects have. The original cause has to be something that though the next thing would be an effect, then it would be followed, that would create a cause and that would create an effect and that would create a cause. It's like dominoes. So yeah, I saw a million dominoes in an arena fall one time. Amazing. Just, but I guarantee you, you could set those million, that million dominoes were all set up and uh, you could come back and observe that for a thousand years. And every one of those dominoes in that arena would be exactly where you left it. But you take a four-year-old boy and you hold his hand and walk him over and you tell him to push that domino, the first domino, and a million dominoes are going to fall. It took something like 19 minutes. I forget exactly. But those million dominoes are going to fall. Because you have a cause. Now, the, so with that story in mind, the, we can quickly determine something about the original cause. It had to be uncaused itself. It couldn't be an effect. Because if it was an effect, then we'd have to back up from it and find another cause. So the original cause 
has to be eternal. It had to be eternal. It had to be self-existent. It had to be, it had to have life within itself. It had to be from everlasting. It could never have an, it could have never had a beginning in order for it to be the original cause. And it's interesting that the very argument that science brings up, the idea of observation and cause and effect, is the very thing that I have used many, many times. I have used it many, many times in sharing the gospel. I, don't, I, I share it in a simpler form than this, but I explain the idea of cause and effect in a very, very concise, short way. And it, with that, I don't wait for them to ask because I already know they're thinking it. I don't wait for them to ask, well, what about, you know, cause and effect, the big, I don't wait for them. I go right to it. I just lead right into that. And without exception, that conversation is over. I want to thank you for joining me today on His Light and Life. Next time we're going to talk about the man in the boat. Not now, today we've established that the man in the boat must be eternal. So he's above the fish. He's about, he's in a different dimension and he has to have been eternal for him to be the original cause for all the effects to occur. But the man in the boat does not prove that God is the Christian God. And we're going to prove that in our, not going to prove it, we're going to explain that in our next podcast. And we're going to talk about what would have to be required for you to know that this eternal God, who's in control of all things, must be able to communicate his will to us. So thank you very much again for joining me today on His Light and Life. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.